Yes, people, welcome back to Albert J TV, Life Stories Part 5. But before we get into it, let's hit the intro. <laughs> Yes, people, welcome back. Welcome back to Albert J TV. As I said, Life Stories Part 5. As you guys can see, this is a very weird night for me tonight because usually I'm the one getting asked the question as opposed to asking the question. So um, I've got my adopted Guna family here with me. But guys, before we get into it, you should know what to do by now. And there you have it once again. Big up to the people in the chat when you do arrive. Russ is already in there. Um, yeah, guys, there's so been so much going on for the last, goodness knows, 72 hours or so. Um, a lot of information to digest. Um, I am football ESL drunk, officially. Um, a lot to talk about. But guys, further ado, I'm going to introduce Craig. How's it going, mate? And thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely, my pleasure, mate. Um, it, it's the least I can do. You've always been there for us. Um, never let me down. So here we are, um, and I'm looking forward to getting. I'm getting. I'm looking forward to having some questions to ask. To be honest, it'll be nice for me to uh, answer the questions instead of uh, answering them. So yeah, looking forward to it. No, absolutely no, no Craig, Craig. Cheers, mate. No, um, yeah, because like people's availability is not always. They're not always available. So to guys, for you guys to make the time for me, give me a platform. Much love, man. So Dan, Mr. Livestream King, he's here. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good Hang to on a second. Know. You got that bit, you got that bit mixed up, have you? <laughs> That's for both of you. That's for both of you. So don't worry. I'm warming up slowly. Warming up slowly. I didn't, no, know Dan, if I was, was... I didn't know if I was on a podcast or in the nightclub, man. That intro, Jesus. I thought to myself, like, <laughs> real, Craig, we've got, a, we've got a lot to live up to here, Craig. Do you know what I mean? This, that's a, that's a, yeah, and it just. I, I, I do track. That's it. Craig's got the moves, mate. That's it. Go oh, on, bro. <laughs> mate, Albert, absolute pleasure to be on, man. Uh, always, always a fan of coming on and speaking to you, man. So thanks for having me on. No, much appreciated. No, I appreciate it, guys, man. Um, you know, like I said, when I started YouTube, to many people that see me do my content over the time, um, I love Arsenal, love football, obviously, but I wanted to be a bit original with some of my content that I've done since June last year. So, guys, I'm going to get the elephant out of the room firstly. I want to touch on it quickly. Um, I mean, all this stuff about the European Super League. I, I, I'll be honest with you, um, Craig and Dan. I've kind of kept a back seat with it. I've spoken about it probably at the most free two or three times. Um, there's been a lot of development, a lot of things to take in, a lot of things to talk about. So, uh, Craig, I'm going to kick off with you, mate. Sort of from the breaking news last Sunday to what you've heard and seen over the last four days, what was your initial thoughts back on Sunday going through right till what you might have heard 
in the last couple of days. Mm. Well, my initial thoughts when I first heard it were, oh, um, that sounds good. Bit of money. This is what we've been, this is what we've wanted for a, God knows how many years. This is what we've all been advocating towards. Um, this sounds great. But then when you sit down and you look at the, you look at the nitty gritty. Yeah. Nothing but corruption. Nothing mm. but corruption. Now, I won't bore everyone yeah. going going through, but it's still stinking of corruption, Albert. And I'll tell you why I think it's still stinking of corruption. Isn't it funny that the all six of the Premier League clubs were the first to leave it? One after the other. Yeah. And we're now hearing that UEFA might have paid a few quid to the English clubs to come out of it. Mm. Then, after all the six clubs announce that they're coming out of it, they then decide that they're going to revamp the Champions League again. Now, like, what, you know, what is going on? What is going on? You know, it's, it's all, it's just stinks. All of it stinks. Something is it's deep, dark and mysterious about football at the moment. And I hate it. I just yeah. wish it could be, I just wish we could go back to when it was simple. I hate all this to and froing, to and froing. But look, it's not getting done. So that's a good thing. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's, it, it was never going to be a good thing. Um, I'll be honest with everyone. When I first heard about it, I thought it was going to be a good thing. I listened to Perez's um, interview um, and a few things he said, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. That's kind of good. Yeah, that's something I've been looking for. You know, when he started mentioning about VAR and uh, mic'd up referees and yeah. and stuff like this, I was like, oh, interesting, interesting. Perhaps, you know, perhaps this might not be so bad after all. But then when you when you actually, like I said, when you actually take a step back, I mean, like, I've got friends who support West Ham. How am I supposed to look them in the eye? Now? Say this European Super League had gone ahead. How am I supposed to look my mates in the eye? Yeah. If they had qualified for the Champions League, they've been waiting, let's say they're as old as me, they've been, they've been waiting 30 years for West Ham to qualify for the Champions League, right? Then all of a sudden... A, Euro, uh, a, a Super League comes in, then all them teams that they've been looking forward to to play in Barcelona, Real Madrid, uh, Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan, all those teams that they could get drawn drawn out again are not there now. Yeah. How am I supposed to look him in the eye and go, oh yeah, but we deserve to be there. You don't. When we finish ninth and they finish fourth. It's just, nah, it's just, it, it just, it just, it's, it was so much corruption. And, um, but it's still, I'm still, there's still, it's, it's still not right, Albert. There's still no, something yeah. fishy about it, mate. There's, there's still something fishy about it. Like I said, I'll leave you with that. Why did the six, why did the six English clubs come out of it, one after the other, after the other? And why were they all first to drop out of it? Don't tell me they all dropped out out of the goodness of the heart, because I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I'd say there was a couple of brown envelopes delivered and they've dropped Great. out. Craig, do you think there's anything to do with it with the threat from, um, the sort of the sort of governing bodies in terms of the guys that were still involved within the last stages of the European competitions, um, four English clubs actually still being that that they was threatened of being expelled from the competition. Do you think that was? Do you think that was even possible? That would even happen because that was supposed to happen this Friday, apparently. What you mean? Do you wait for competitions? And, and yeah, in terms of the English club being expelled if they took part in. Oh, I don't think they would have had the bottle to expel them. To be no, honest, I don't think no, so. no, 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 no. I don't think so. And it's like. When people say about, it's like when people say about, oh, 
you could get chucked out of the Premier League. There's no way the Premier League. I, I well, I could I, I could get sta- I, I I could get you know I might have to eat humble pie here, but with no disrespect to the rest of the teams, people might think I'm being disrespectful, but I'm really not. But there's no way people are going to turn on Sky Sports and watch Burnley v Wolves on Super Sunday, are they? No one's no, no one's interested in watching Burnley and Wolves. And, I, I, and I've only just used those two teams because they're the first two that come into my head. No disrespect yeah, to yeah. Burnley or Wolves, right? People want to watch Arsenal, Spurs, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Man United, Arsenal, Man United. That's what people want to watch. Yeah. You know? Of course... The other teams want to, you know, the other fans want to watch their club. Of course, I get that. But the neutral would rather watch an Arsenal, a Liverpool, a Man City, a Man United, a Chelsea, a Tottenham. Do you know? That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's something. This there's something. But you see, the thing, the thing is about it, right? Arsenal have left it. Liverpool have left it. Spurs, Manchester Man United, City, Chelsea, yeah, right. Yeah, Manchester City and Chelsea have left it, but it doesn't make no bones to them. Yeah. Because they've got they've got um rich owners. Mm. So it makes no bones to them whether they're in it or not. They were only, you know, they were only going in they they were only going in to make an extra few pounds for themselves. Yeah. Which probably what Arsenal were doing as well. But what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter for Manchester City and and Chelsea because next year they'll they can go and splash five hundred million on players anyway. So it makes no bones to them whether they're in it or they're not. It's different for Spurs. Arsenal, Manchester United and Liverpool because perhaps they haven't got you know, they haven't got a, an everlasting bank balance from, from from a sugar daddy, you know? Yeah. The only club that had real the only club that had massive benefits out of this was Tottenham. Tottenham fans must have been pinching themselves when this well, was happening. Was they said it wasn't happy, but well, I'm not yeah, really but sure. It, it, yeah, but if it had gone ahead, you can't say <laughs> if you're a Spurs fan... You'd have been going, this is mad. We haven't won a league title since 1961. We won a Carling Cup in 2008. And here we are, guaranteed for the next 23 years with Europeans elite. They must have been pinching themselves. But look, for the good of the game, it hasn't happened and I'm happy about that. No, same here. I, I, I was kind of, I'll be honest with you, the doom and gloom before I come to Dan that was sort of surfacing around social media and obviously our fan base as Arsenal fans, it was, um, I, I said it, man, you know, Sunday the 18th of April was a dark day for football. For In terms of Arsenal, Dan, I'm going to come to you. Um, I mean, I don't know too many Arsenal fans that exist that have got any sort of time or have said anything half decent about Stan Kroenke. Um, but I think even for those that might have wanted to give him the resemblance of any credit, for his time at Arsenal, that went out the window on Sunday. Um, and yeah, sort of. What same question to you, mate? So, what's what's your feelings and thoughts at the time, and sort of the subsequent the subsequent days after? What's your feeling towards like the ESL and sort of Arsenal side of it? And the last three days just sums up twenty twenty one. You know, it's yeah. been farcical, it's been controversial throughout the whole of this year and last year. And the last three days, it couldn't have happened in a better, more suited year than the, the crap we've had to deal with in the last 18 months. So nothing surprises me in football. What does surprise me, however, is how any Arsenal fan can get behind Stan Kroenke and start to explain to me how they want Crazy. this guy at the club anymore. And I think there are probably 
a certain set of the fa- section of the fan base that I've always called out and been very vocal on podcasts and social media about how the fans can't unite. And the reason I said fans can't unite is because it's so frustrating because I can see how easy it is. And over the last few days, we've seen how easy it is. The fans are the most vocal point of football in this country and in the world. Fans have a voice and fans are listened to. And it proved it. Fans won. Fans didn't want this. So as much as I take some of what Craig's saying into account in terms of UEFA and getting involved and the corruption of it, I still feel the fans had a huge, huge part to play in why this didn't happen. Yeah. And what I'll say about Stan Kroenke is why are people surprised now after hearing what this guy wanted us to do? Why are people surprised that we, he was not bothered where we were finishing every single season in the last five years? This isn't something that was drew up five weeks ago, Albert. This has been going on no, for six no years. Yeah, Stan Kroenke knew for the last five years, it does not matter if we're not in the Champions League. It does not matter if we don't win in Europe because we are going to be in a Europe, European Super League at some point in the next five years. And it nearly, nearly, nearly got drawn up to happen. And the fans have squashed it. The media have squashed it. The 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 section of pundits that have come out and said how yeah. bad it is, I bow to them. And do you know what? Well done, Chelsea, by the way. Because Leeds did it, yeah? Fair play to Leeds, by the way. But Chelsea yeah. were in the big six and they came out and did it first. So well played to them. I'm not a huge fan of them. I don't like Chelsea at all. But well played because that's what we need. And that's what we need on Friday, yeah? Everybody needs to go out there and unite to get this guy out because I will be there on Friday. I will be there the next week. I'll be there at Brighton when I go to Brighton and I'll keep going until this guy's gone because this guy does not deserve to have Arsenal in the same sentence as him. This is not what we want moving forward. And people can say he's allowed money to be spent. It didn't come out of his pocket, though. Mm, Let's be real. We have been a self-sustaining model for 15 years. Yeah. Aubameyang was signed off Champions League money, as was Lacazette. Weren't even in the Europa, weren't even in the Champions League when we signed them both, by the way. Yeah. People think Thomas Party was paid by Stan Kroenke. I say BS. Yeah. BS. I do not believe that this guy has spent a penny on Arsenal Football Club moving forward. We have spent a lot of money, yeah? But look at what we've spent it on. You can go on the poor recruitment. You can look at the board. You can look at the the owners and the board. This guy was letting it all happen underneath him. He didn't care. He was not interested. Get me into that European Super League and we will see when we get my money. Now there's no European Super League. I believe behind the scenes, and there's a lot of rumours, he's going to be happy to sell now. And I think he's aware. He doesn't even have to unpack his bags. He, he doesn't have to pack his bags. He didn't even unpack them. He's been here for 15 years. Where is he? He's never, ever been. They, 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 you know, Gary Neville was right. They don't have voices, these owners. They're never about the games. Um, and, 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 you know, Daniel Levy is maybe an exception, and Roman Abramovich, I mean, he's not even allowed in the UK anymore. No. I would say that we have a great, great chance now of getting what we want. And um, everybody knows I'm not a Mikel Arteta fan, right? I don't blame Mikel Arteta. I point the finger at that clown for putting him in the job when he is not good enough to be in the job, right? And also what I do is I would say this. Give me Mikel Arteta out or Stan Kroenke out and I would cling on to Mikel Arteta as long as I could, just as long as that absolute fool and corrupt fraud goes. I can't stand him. I can't stand him, I can't stand his son, and I can't stand the people that he's employed. They all need to go. Laters. Yeah, 100%. Well said, Craig and Dan. What I'll add to it, sort of, before we move on to why I brought you guys on here in the first place to get away from ESL, just a bit of therapeutic <laughs> talk about other things. Um, 
I don't, this is what I don't understand. Like, even with certain players at Arsenal that the Arsenal fan base know are not good enough, it's almost taken this season to realise that, oh, you know what, we, we might need a better right-back, for example, or we might need a better, a better centre midfield, or, you know, we need to get a new owner now. What, why is it taken this long to get that realisation? That makes no sense to me. Um, as for your way from FIFA quickly, um, you know, it's all well then coming out saying it's a disgrace and people are snakes, but they're a disgrace. They've always been a disgrace. You know, you just search, back in the days of Set Blatter trying to push through this World Cup every two years. The reason why FIFA stayed silent for a couple of days is because they got their fingers in the pie so one having this FIFA Club World Cup championship. Um, you wait for putting those out of joint. You know what? Probably because it wasn't even their idea. That's why they're annoyed. You know, it's all about money and greed. Big up Patrick Bamford, spot on yesterday, spot on. You know, if you, you know, you wait for want to talk about fury and, and, and things happening underhand, um, get your own house in order when it comes to dealing with racism. Then you can start pointing the fingers at people. So that's my thing on that. But um, I mean, it, Craig, you're right. In terms of some things don't add up to me. I mean, even I saw Paolo Maldini came out, his director at AC Milan, saying that he had no idea this was going on. A yeah. director at AC Milan. And I think a lot of go on, mate, go on, mate. Sorry, mate. A, a lot of people have got to realise, right? This has got nothing to do with Mikel Arteta. This has got nothing, mm. nothing to do, with, nothing to do with the players. It's got nothing to do. It's got nothing to do with Arsenal. If you want, it's got nothing to do with the club as we know it. Yeah, Stan Kroenke has gone behind everyone's backs, right? Dan's completely right. What he says. I mean, there's photographs of there's photographs of. Ivan Gazidis, John Henry. Um, Surfacing, yeah. Yeah, you know, from 1998 or so, you know, so all sitting yeah. around the table having something to eat now. Make of that what you will. People are saying, oh, you know, you know you know what people are like. They'll, they'll, they'll yeah. meme it up. But look, I wouldn't be surprised if they was having a chat about something like that. Who knows? Who knows? But what we've got, what we've got, what we have got to understand here is you don't take it out on the manager. You don't take it out on the players. You know, you don't take it out on the tea lady. You don't take it out on on, on the kit man. This is this is solely down to to Stan Kroenke. Do you know, like all the managers have come out and said, "Well, I didn't know nothing about it until I didn't know nothing about it until you until you knew about it." Um, and then, like you say, mate, then you've got Paolo Maldini coming out, who is an AC Milan legend, who I think is their direct he's yeah. their director, isn't he? Yeah, he said he didn't. And he know comes, yeah, and he comes out and says that he didn't know. It's all been done behind everyone's backs. And I'll tell you something as well. They were very crafty at the time of releasing it as well. Releasing this when there was no fans in the yeah. stadium. Imagine the Emirates Stadium now on Friday night if it was full to the rafters. Yeah. 100%. Imagine the outcry that will be inside that ground in front of Sky Sports cameras or BT Sport Cameras, whoever it is who's showing the game. Imagine the outcry. Not just in the stadium. There'd be there'd be people outside the stadium protesting with banners and and you know what. Yeah. Then inside the ground, you know, the protest will continue. The, 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 the rancid atmosphere would come across on the telly. It's it's all been done so, so craftily. And it, it just goes to tell you, just goes to show you everything. I mean, we haven't even had an People, I, like, I asked, I put out on Twitter there the other, uh, this afternoon, where's Cronky? Where's Cronky's apology? Nothing. Still nothing. 
And someone said to me, but Arsenal, I've said, sorry, what more do you want? What more do I yeah. want? Yeah, but that wasn't directly. I'll tell you what more I want. I want more than a picture of the badge yeah, yeah. and them saying, oh, sorry about that. We got it wrong. <laughs> but buy the shirts next year, won't you? Yeah, another 25 training kits, yeah. Yeah, um, do you know? I want Cronky on a screen telling us why. And I want I, I want his, you know, I want to see an apology. Now, fair play to John Henry, the Liverpool owner. He came but out, you can yep. see the reflection of the coup board in yeah. his glasses. So it's not coming from it's not coming from his yeah. art. He don't mean it. No, none it's of all do. it's all scripted for him. There you go. I'll just read that out. Look, don't worry. They'll, they'll buy the tickets when we go back. Just just read that out to him, and they'll they'll forgive you. That kind of a thing, do you know. Yeah, I think it's high time, right? Last thing I say about it, I think it's high time the Premier League took their product and sold it themselves. Take it off Sky and take it off BT. Get yourself a platform yourselves, the Premier League. Get yourselves a platform. Go and sell your own product. Charge everyone on the planet 20 quid a month to watch it, like a Netflix kind of thing. Yeah. Get all your archives from the years gone by. Put them all, put it up there. I will gladly pay £20 a month. Mm. As long as I can watch Arsenal every week, home and away, I'll give you the money. And then to have all that extra content from when the Premier League started, from right up to now, to have it all at my fingertips, to watch any Premier League game I want, mm. start selling your own product. Take it away from Sky. Take it away from BT. You don't need them. You need us, the fans. Yeah, 100%. Well said. Yeah, my my final two pennies worth is it. I think when I... When I saw the statement yesterday that Arsenal part like everybody else did, um, the thing that st stood out for me straight away was about the um, sort of getting the fans back on side in the faith. I thought, you know what? I almost choked when I read that. Um, that's the first thing. Secondly, like I said, when I listened to um, Carvey Solico on Sky and he's talking about one of the um, directors was sitting at a game and someone next to him had to tell him... We all know that. Yeah, listen. I think if anybody wanted any indication that these owners don't have the first clue or care about what they're doing in terms of um, the football in this country that summed it up but um guys live in the chat smash the like button like i say hit the notification bell and come and subscribe to the channel and i don't need to introduce the other guys because you should be following them already anyway but um yeah let me get let me let me get on with the life stories part five so first question to i'm going to kick off with dan actually Let's get it up on the screen because not everybody knows why everybody's journey starts with Arsenal. So, Dan, your <laughs> Arsenal story, mate. How did you come to support Arsenal and what are your earliest memories, mate? Well, I was born in 87, man. So, I missed, uh, I was too young to remember 89, unfortunately. Um, and I was also a little bit too young to remember 91, which was a season that everyone just brushes up past, you know, and only losing one game. What a team that was, you know, and just because I wasn't around to, to see it live doesn't mean that I don't know what the history of the club was. Back in the 70s, obviously, was fantastic time as well. But for me growing up, it got to about 1992 and I would have been kind of four or five years old. 
getting into football. And I remember watching a, a game of football with my dad, who, believe it or not, didn't like football. I got my dad into football. It's normally the other way around. My dad yeah. was more into it, was into sport, any sport. He watched any sport, but wasn't really following a team or anything like that in terms of football. He was actually more into Formula One. So I watched uh, I watched the game and it was a Crystal Palace game. And um, I remember watching Ian Wright. I just thought, whoa, why is this guy so much better than everyone else on the pitch? Uh, and he moved to Arsenal. Brilliant. And growing up, I was an Essex boy, so it was going to be a London club, but I didn't quite know which one it was going to be. And I just fell in love with Ian Wright. And he, he basically made me love football. Moved to Arsenal, was superb with George Graham, and he was by far our best player. And I just kept watching Arsenal, followed them everywhere. Um, 90, earliest memories was the, the, the Cup in 93 against Sheffield Wednesday. Yes. Obviously, Cup Palmer, ball. Copenhagen 94 was oh. a fantastic night as well. So they're probably my earliest memories, uh, successful memories. Um, and then I remember I went to went to school and my one of my best mate in city is my best mate now. He moved down from Walthamstow to Essex, uh, and his parents uh, worked up there at the club on the gates. So his dad and his uncle, uh, and they used to just let me into the North Bank. So I used to just go yeah. go up there and sit up the back and watch watch the games. And luckily, I, I kind of went to the, the the games in the early kind of nineties, uh, late nineties, early two thousands where we were just phenomenal. Um, so that's my kind of Arsenal story as to why Arsenal uh, and the rest, as they say, is history because um, I've I've fallen out in love with this club and uh, trust me, it will kill me. <laughs> it will kill me uh, one day, trust me. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's amazing how attached and emotional you can get towards 100%. a football club. It really is. Yeah. Um, but that's me. And 92 is my earliest memory um, when Ian Wright signed. I kind of just missed the rocking righty, unfortunately. Yeah. But this shirt behind me um, does not fit me anymore, trust me. But that was my favourite, is still my favourite away shirt. I know you've got one in the background, Albert, as well. Um, and that was kind of the season for me, really. Um, that I was, yeah, obviously Craig's got a lovely one on as well. Um, <laughs> Craig, Craig, Craig's modelled it beautifully. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Yeah, so that's my story, man. That's why Arsenal, Ian Wright, I've got a lot to thank him for and I will... Definitely meet him one day. Same birthday as me as well, man. Further November, both of us. Um, love the guy, still do. Always will be my favourite Arsenal player. So, yeah, that's me. Well said. And you know what? My my claim to frame of right is he went to the... Well, he went to the same secondary school that I went to. Different name, but the same school. So, the broccoli roots are in me. Good old SC4. So, um, now that great shout, man. Um you know what? I, like I said to people, people listening on audio, I forgot to say it goes on audio as well on Spotify and Anchor. I'll put this on my Instagram, IGTV. Um, yeah, right is a huge factor for me. And I'm 21 plus VAT. So I remember 1994 very, very well. Casey, Alan Smith, Smudger. Happy days, man. But Craig, yeah, same question to, to you, mate. Sort of, yeah, what's your Arsenal story and your fondest and earliest memories, mate? Just before I do say, have you got an admin? Can you chuck Gunatel out there? That's comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gunatel. <laughs> Get him out. I'm, I'm, Get him I'm out. the only admin. <laughs> oh, Gunatel, that is brilliant. There's <laughs> always one, isn't there? There's always one. Yeah. Always my one. one's a bit. My my one's a bit um, topsy turvy. Love that really? word. I've been using that word Great quite word. a lot lately. My one's a bit topsy-turvy. My dad was an Arsenal fan. Um, and obviously, that's why I support Arsenal. 
I support Arsenal. My dad support. Uh, I support Arsenal. My brother supports Arsenal. Um, my nan and granddad supported. You know, Arsenal. Arsenal are in the family. Um, but when I was growing up, I wasn't because I was always playing football. I yeah. wasn't a massive watcher of football, if that makes sense. No, makes when, sense. when football was being played, I was over the field playing football myself. Um, I'd I'd come back and watch the score, you know, watch the scores, or I'd be downtown with my mates, and I'd walk past the local Dixons at quarter to five, and I'd be standing in the window watching like 150 TV screens with the video printer on it. You know, watching all the results oh, coming. The boys be going, "What are you doing?" I said, like, oh, "No, sorry, I'm sorry, just hang on. I'm I'm just watching the results because I was." Oh, when I was young, I, I was a lad always wanting to be outside, you know. I wasn't really I wasn't really one of these lads who would who would sit in and watch for like my dad my dad wasn't my dad was more into F1 and more into rugby. Yeah. Um and because I was always out, he didn't really have a chance to sit me down and say, Right, son, this is this is your team and this is who you're gonna watch. I, I would watch anyone. Um I can remember when football used to be on ITV when it was free. Oh, I, those are the days of me. I'd come home from playing. You know, I used to play youth football when I was a boy. I used to come home from playing into the bath, out of the bath, in front of the telly on a Sunday afternoon. And I'd watch whoever it was, whether it be Manchester City versus Nottingham Forest or Liverpool versus Everton or, or Arsenal or whoever it was. My earliest memory of an Arsenal fan is obviously sitting down to watch coming home from training that night and sitting down to watch um, the 89 game at Anfield. Yeah. That's my earliest full match that I can remember sitting down and watching and people are saying, oh, 89 course it is. Well, it, it actually is. <laughs> you know, I can remember going to school on the Monday and, we, you know, we all had our Arsenal shirts on and this, that and the other. But yeah... But, it's, like I said, it's been a strange. It's been a strange journey for me as an Arsenal fan because when I was playing football, obviously a lot of a lot of people know that I I used to play at Ipswich Town. So when I was playing at Ipswich Town, I used to get free tickets every week, and it was only twenty five miles down the road, and it was one pound on the bus. So a lot of my time, I have to be honest, a lot of my time on football terraces was watching Ipswich. Okay. But when the Arsenal came to town, you know, I was sitting on my hands kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> Arsenal Arsenal have always been, you know, Arsenal have always been in, in my blood. Arsenal have always been in my family. Arsenal have always been my team. I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we've all got another team that we, that we look after, that we, that we watch after. Um, I know a lot of my mates have. People might say to me, "No, I haven't. I've only got one team. That's fine." But you know, I've got I've got Arsenal and I've got Ipswich yeah, on the side. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, so that's my kind of story, really, about how I became to be an Arsenal fan. But then, when I really locked on, would be like Dan. You know, like ninety three, ninety four. I can remember that cup final when Andy Linegan scored that header. Oh, to give us brilliant. the win over Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Um, those kind of games. Might, like I'm going back now, I'm trying to think the earliest memory. I can remember an Ian Wright scored in the Charity Shield oh, in this, sh in this Michael, shirt yeah. against Peter Schmeichel. 
um, those games are, you know, those games are flooding back to me now. When I think about my 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 childhood, when uh, you know watching football, you know the cup final, the the, the cup final against Palmer. Um, I was just Albert. It didn't matter who was playing. Yeah. If, if there was football on the telly, I'd watch it. I mean, I can remember watching Man United and Barcelona in the in the European Cup final that time. Do you know. I can remember finished training. We were all in the clubhouse after training, which I was a foot. I still am a football fanatic. When it comes to yeah. English football, I watch any. I watch. I watch any English football unless it's Spurs. Um, <laughs> well, I will watch Spurs, but hope they get beat. Obviously, I support the other team. No, I was watching. I was watching Southampton earlier, you know, and hoping that Southampton would win. But yeah, but since I've moved, since I moved to Ireland, really, it was when I really, I really locked on to Arsenal because. I had no, there was, I had no way of keeping up to date with yeah. Ipswich scores or or going to watch Ipswich and things like that, you know. So, yeah, that was when I really locked on. I mean, that was over twenty five years ago now. So, mm. yeah, but like Dan says, you know, they're in me now. They're my club. You know, they're my team. You know, I still watch. I still look out for the Blue Army and all that. But yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're my first team. They've always been my first team, really, but it's just been situational of what situation you're in when you're a kid, you know? Um, it's all different. But yeah, Arsenal are the team for me and they will be um, until uh, until I'm not here anymore. That's it. Always, mate. That's what I like to hear. None of that rebranding name and stuff rubbish. But no, uh, North I think London Reds. <laughs> I think to add further to what you guys are saying about some of the players you've mentioned and some of the games, um, this is sort of one of my kind of, I don't know, I don't know if gripe's the right word with, I'll say sections of the Arsenal fan base in terms of the sentiment towards some of these group of players over recent years. Um, you, when you guys talk about players that, you know, when you sort of watch Arsenal and coming through, for me, I, I, I get it. I get the love and the adulation for these guys because... Not, not not only were they successful, you just you could relate to them. They were you, you have a reason to have sentiment towards these players. I don't really have that to a majority of the group of these players today playing for Arsenal, sort of the last four or five years. For me, that's the key, key, key difference. Um, so now guys, great, great, great insight there for you guys. Now is now is a killer question coming in now. Let's move on to the next one. I'm gonna start off with Craig first, actually. Who's the most underrated Arsenal player you that you've ever seen play for the club? I've been thinking about this question because I knew it was coming. Mm. And there isn't, there hasn't been many, right? Because if if you think about it, right, you go back through the years and you look through the Arsenal players, they've either been good yeah. or they've either been terrible. <laughs> There's never been many that have been in between. Yeah. You could have a shout that Abu Dhabi was underrated. I don't people people call him underrated. I don't call him underrated. I call him fantastic, but he mm. was unlucky with injuries. That's why yeah. we never got to see him. But when I was thinking about it, right, there's one player that sticks out for me, and there might be one. There, there might be a bit of surprise about this. Yeah, I like the, I like the surprise element, Craig. Go on, mate. But the one player I think was highly underrated at this football club was Alexander Hleb. He, he was yeah. yeah, one of the best players on a football I've ever seen play for us. I thought he was absolute mustard. He could pass, he could dribble, he could score, he could read the game. He was playing the game 
way before his time. His mental, his brain, his footballing brain was well ahead of 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 his age. And when Arsene yeah. Wenger was kind of bringing those types of players in, the team was full of those kind of players. Fabregas was another one who was there at the time. But I thought Alexander Sleb was very underrated. And a lot of people say, ah, he weren't no good. He weren't no good. I'll challenge anyone to say that he weren't no good to go on YouTube and watch a couple of compilations of him because he was fantastic. Fantastic football. And I was gutted when he went. Absolutely gutted. But yeah. he was young. The pound notes were waved in front of his face. And can we blame him? Can you, can you blame him? I don't know. I don't know. Can you blame him for moving on? If you're at that age, Barcelona come calling. And especially the team that Barcelona had at the time. You're Iniesta, you're Xavi, you're Messi, you're... Christ. You know, the star names go on. I was gutted when he left. And I'll always remember when he left because it really, really... I was really gutted because I... I had him up there. I had him up there with Fabregas and, and you know, and all the good young players that we had coming through. Mm. And I, th I thought he was going to move on and, and become a become an Arsenal... Yeah. A, a great, yeah. So I was I, I was really disappointed and I think he was very underrated as a player. I really do. I liked him. I loved him. Um, he was tenacious. He was tough. He, you know, he didn't mind the tackle. He'd go in. But sometimes when he had the ball at his feet, the way he just glided past people, and <laughs> yeah. the way he used to get himself out of trouble and the balls he could pass, you know, the, the, the channels he put the ball in, you'd be looking at it going, God, how did he see that? Mm. He was fantastic. So... The most underrated player I've ever seen, in my in my opinion, and my player is Sleb. Alexander Sleb. Good shout. That's nice out of the box then. Just bring Dan in. Go on, Dan. Let's hit me with it. Who's your, who's who's the one that sort of you think, you know what? He weren't half a bad player, you know what? Yeah, man, this is a good question and one that I've been asked before. And Granny Jacker. It's been a long time. No, it's not Granny Jacker. It certainly ain't him, man. You can bet your bottom dollar it is not Granny Jacker. Where's Sim? Are you watching? Oh, man, I hate this guy. <laughs> so this one for me is difficult for a few reasons because I think there's been quite a few. Um, mm. Khaleb wasn't even on my list and I think he's a great shout from Craig I was a huge fan yeah. of Alexander Lib. Um Ray Parler come to mind um, I think that a lot of people there was an article years ago which I cannot find but this was a yeah. question that was put to the fans and the uh, the answer was Carnu. <laughs> but I have really rated Carnu. Um so mm. I wouldn't have even thought of Carnu because I already rated him mm. um, Olivier Giroud some people think is Dan's going to pick Mustafi. Thank you for that, Rich. Go on, Rich. <laughs> uh, a lot of people have, uh, a lot of people have looked at, at at players like that. For me, the one that stands out the most is one that you did not see what they did until they were injured or out of the team. Um, this player was always overlooked because of the partner he had next to him, and when he was out, boy, did we miss him. Gilberto Silva, Ooh, for me, sure. was the most sure. underrated Arsenal player. And for people sure. who don't understand what Gilberto Silva brings, then watch a game of football, right? You will not see the guy. You will think he's had a poor game. You will mm. think, where's he been today? Then you watch that same game again, but don't take your eyes off 
Gilberto Silva for 90 minutes. And trust me, you will learn more in that 90 minutes about a game of football than you ever have in your life. Massive shot, same, with, same with Sergio Busquets. Yeah, never yeah. gets the credit because of Xavi and Iniesta in front of him and Messi 100%. in front of him. Rightly so, top class players. For me, Gilberto Silva all day long. When he was injured, you think we've got Vieira still here, but why the hell do we look crap in the middle? Because that guy weren't there. And the other thing I'll say about it is this: when we moved to the Emirates, he came over with us, and he stayed there much longer than some of the others, and never got the credit he deserved for staying mm. put. Everybody jumped ship: Henri, Lauren, Lundberg. Ashley Cole, Sol Campbell, Perez. Then Colo Torre went to uh, Man City with Adebayor. Who stayed? Yeah. He got dumped out of the exactly. team by Flamini and Fabregas. Still stayed. He deserves so much more credit than he did, than he got. And for me, it's it's not even close. Gilberto Silva, most underrated Arsenal player, hundred percent. Great shot, Dad and Craig. Massive, massive shots, guys in the chat. You throw in a couple of names if you feel like it, but I'm not going to disagree with the two names that I've heard, but. For me, there's one there, Al. There's one. Sorry, mate. There's one there, Al. But Mark Darby is a big shout as well, actually. Alex Song. Good shout, yeah. Good old Mark in the chat. Go on, Mark. But uh, for me, Dan's already mentioned the guy I'm going to pick, actually. Um, and I actually kind of forget how long he was at Arsenal for. Um, doesn't live too far away from my neck of the woods. I would say that anyway. Um, good old TFL route. Let me get. Let me get. Let me give. Let me give him. Let me give him some grace. Ray Parler, Mr. Parler. Uh, um, and you know what is this, for, for me with, with Ray Parler. Um, like I said, he's been. I think he's asked about 12, 14 years in sort of that period. Um, you know, when you finish your career as a footballer, you look back what you won. He should be very, very happy. Oh, more yeah. than happy. A lot more than what some footballers ever won in their career. Um, and I don't know what happened when Arsene Wenger came. To um to Arsenal, I think Ray Pilots went up another a couple of levels, to be honest with you. And actually, that season when we won the league in 97-98, um, I personally think he was the best right side of midfield player in the country. And he deserved to go to the World Cup that year in 97. I thought he was he was phenomenal. Um when people talk about hard work and you know commitment, his name would be beside that. I thought he was exceptional, and I, I and kind of I was thinking, you know, I'm hosting the show. What these guys have got? I've got to ask the questions. They're going to give me fan, fantastic answers. But then, as a host, I'm kind of thinking, you know, who am I going to pick? And I thought, you know what, Ray Parler for me. There's that good shouts of Abu Diaby. If it wasn't for the injuries, um, you know, that standout game. I know he lost the, the Carling Cup final at Millennium Stadium. Mm. His performance that day, Diaby was in a different league. I, I still remember it to this day, and we lost that game. But um, but yeah, good shout, Dan. With um, with your birth I remember that day. Kicking, kicking John Terry in the face was a great, was a great hit that day, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I'm not kicking races, of, kicking yeah. races them out of football, literally. <laughs> 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 oh, that well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, it's a good shout for the two guys you mentioned, and yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Romford Pele, man. Um, like Good I said, man. when Wenger came to Arsenal, I don't think he transformed his game to an, to another level. He did. Um, yeah, he did. He did definitely. A lot of people, a lot of people forget Ray Parler was been at Arsenal since he was twelve long or thirteen, time. I think, wasn't it? So yeah, long, you know, time. long, 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 long time. So yeah, that's a good shout too, Ray Parler. There's some good, good shouts in the chat, you know. 
It's a good show. Chat. The chat's getting Kevin lively. Yeah. Kevin Richardson Rico, wants to yeah. shout. Can't forget Rico, man. Kevin Richardson, yeah, bloody hell, that is a good show. You know what? I'm gonna get someone. Someone mentioned that I actually was thinking about players. I thought about Lauren, and I thought about this guy. Yeah, mm. good, another good shout. Another very judges, good shout. Yeah, judges will tell you about Paul Davis all all night long. Yeah, judges likes very, Paul Davis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very easy on the eye. You know, you could give him the ball. Just look very comfortable in possession. Very, very underrated. It's a rich, good shout mm. in the chat. Good he was another one, like Dan says, like Gilberto Silva. Paul Davis was another one. You'd only notice, you'd only notice yeah. him when he weren't there. Do you know? Yeah, Mark, good shot, Kevin Richardson, man. Absolutely. Jesus, man. What a name from a blast in the past. Any young gooners watching this now? Go and do your Wikipedia, and there's other search engines <laughs> out there as well. So, um, let me get some more juicy questions in from our fantastic panel. Uh, where's the next one? This is, a, this is a good one, actually, I think, anyway going to kick off with Dan actually um what past and present football managers would you like to have seen manage Arsenal you can have one of each pick, mate one of yeah, each yeah pick one one past and one present if I had to pick oh. one present if I had to pick one present it'd be Jurgen Klopp um because I believe his style of play is outstanding and I think that what he's achieved for Liverpool is a lot more commendable than Pep Guardiola I know he spent a lot yeah. of money Klopp but I think he's done it the right way. Um, and I think that he has managed to sell players like Coutinho and buy the players he needs with it, like Van Dijk and Alisson. But also his recruitment, um, his team ethic has been fantastic. His style of football is the best to watch. I absolutely love watching Liverpool over the last two, three seasons. I don't like them as a football club, but I certainly do enjoy them watching and I've been entertained by them. So I wanted Jurgen Klopp in 2014. Um, I wanted him ahead of Pep Guardiola and unfortunately Wenger stayed a little bit too long for my liking after Hull. So I would go for Klopp for current. Past, I don't really think there's anyone else that I can look at other than Sir Alex Ferguson. He's the best manager the world's ever seen, in my opinion. Um, and to have the ability to keep going, to have the team talks he must have had the amount of times I saw Manchester United turn up when they were looking down because of that man, the amount of times I saw them win games in the last four or five minutes, Ooh. I would have to go with Sir Alex Ferguson. I, I don't think I can go with any more. The other one that came to my mind was Bobby Robson, but yeah, I think I'm no, going to have to go with, with Sir Alex um, Ferguson um, because I think that he lit up the Premier League and he made Arsene Wenger, Jose Mourinho, uh, the managers they were because he kept pushing them. And, um, and you know, they had to be pushed because, you know, they were an unbelievable side. And growing up in the 90s, I hated Manchester United because of that man, because it wasn't just because of the team. It was because of that man. He was so, so good. He was the one everyone had to beat. And when he lost, you can bet your bottom dollar he would not lose again the next year. He never, ever did. It was just like, I'm going to win the next time. And, you know, how he won the league the year that he left, <laughs> I will never know. With Matt, Phil yeah, Jones true. and Chris Smalling at the back, Very you know, true. with 38-year-old Paul Scholes in the middle, with our bloody striker they nicked off us in Van Persie, <laughs> who was the only one that turned up the whole year. Um, and apart from him and Wayne Rooney, everyone else was dire. So, yeah, I, I have to give the guy credit, and I'm going to have to go for Klopp and Ferguson, man. 
Good shouts, good shouts. Craig, going to fire the same question at you, mate. Yeah, mate. I think Klopp is everyone's, uh, uh, Jurgen Klopp is everyone's uh, obvious answer for present, but mine's different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Craig. If we were Mikel to sack Mikalo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we were to sack Mikel Arteta in the morning, there's one fella I'd be ringing straight away, and that is Bielsa from Leeds United. Wow. I would okay. take him in a heartbeat at this yeah. club because Michelle. my philosophy and his philosophy is the same. Football should be played beautifully and football should be played simply. That is why... When Arsene Wenger first came to Arsenal, I loved him so much. Because if you watch those Arsene Wenger teams in those early years, we played football so simplistically. We played football how it was supposed to be played. One touch, one, two, move on, get in the channels, make the runs in the channels, just put the ball in the channel, let the ball do the work. The ball will do the work. You just put it in the back of the net. He reminds me a little bit of Arsene Wenger in the way that he plays and the way that he's got his Leeds team set up. He loves to play simple, simplistic football. That is why I'd love to see him come. I don't like this modern era, Albert, of football of left-wing inverted right-midfielder striker. Oh, like, what's an inverted wing-back? <laughs> no one can still answer me that question. What, what is an inverted wing-back? I, I, I can't answer it. I can't. Like, what is all that about? He's, it's, it's either a right full, it's right fullback. There's no such thing as a right wing back. It's a right fullback, and that's it. Oh, so uh, make up I, new positions. Yeah, like I like nine. to play. You know, Everyone I like to play. Nine. Oh, yeah. I like to play football yeah. simply. You know, I mean, when I was younger, I was captain of, of my local team, Clacton Town, and I always used to be barking out to the boys, "Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Play football simply." One touch, don't overcomplicate things. That's how I like to play football, and that's how I like to. That's how I like to. That's how I like to. That's how I like to watch it being played. Um, my second Ooh, manager juicy. from the past was he's, he. He has been. He has been named. Uh, Mark's named him already. And the second, yeah. the, obviously, the obvious choice again was Alex Ferguson. That's the obvious yeah. choice. Yeah. But my choice would have been Bobby Robson. I'd love to have seen Bobby Robson uh, um, at Arsenal. Again, another connection with Ipswich. He was, he, you know, he yeah. was manager at Ipswich yeah. Um, yeah. when when they when they were successful. Won the UEFA Cup with them. Won the league with them. Yeah. Went to you know then went on to went on to manage England and and take take England the furthest they've been in the World Cup since '66. Yeah. Um, you know, Ooh, he was manager of Barcelona. Taught Jose Mourinho. He's taught taught Jose Mourinho the the ropes, if you want. Mm. Um, Jose Mourinho was his interpreter. I don't, if okay. anyone okay. doesn't know, you know, he was. That's how he started. He was his Bobby Robson's interpreter. Um, so yeah, Bobby Robson for me. Bielsa for the for the present. And Bobby Robson um, from the past. I'd love to have seen Bobby Robson, manager of Arsenal. He offered, actually, he, my, my, yeah. my dad went to Portman Road to watch Arsenal and Ipswich. My dad's claim yeah. to fame. Um, <laughs> my dad jumped up on the dugout and Bobby Robson threatened to knock him out. He always tells me that story. He likes that story. It's his claim to fame. Bobby Robson got out, of the, got out of the stand and he said to my dad, did he want a bunch of fives? Bunch of fives being a fist. One, two, yeah. three, four, five. Bunch of fives. 
There you I always go. wondered why your uh, always wondered why your dad, your old man, was in a wheelchair, Greg. I never realised that. <laughs> 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 Do you know what, Gri- uh, Cluffy? Cluffy's a great shout as well. Yeah, yeah a good shout for entertainment purposes. That would have been <clears> brilliant. You know, you know what? I'm glad I met, I'm glad you guys mentioned Cluffy and big up the people in the chat as well. I tell you what, I would have loved to have seen Cluffy be. It, it wouldn't have happened because I think they were too scared of him. To be honest with you, and he would have caused carnage at the FA England manager. Yeah, well, that's the no one they didn't give him the job. Yeah, because he would have caused absolute carnage. Yeah, exactly <laughs> why he didn't get it. They yeah. didn't. They wouldn't have given him the job if he'd have won the Champions League, the league, the FA Cup, and the League Cup all in one season. They they still wouldn't have given it to him. They didn't want Brian Clough nowhere no, near it because he yeah. have absolutely torn him a new one every time England played. And back to back European Cup winner. Yeah, man. Never let you know. never let never let anybody forget that. Especially he he for... is he is a very <laughs> underrated. He's an underrated great, Brian Clough. An underrated great. I just think oh, to I myself, guys, people in the chat, Dan and Craig, like I don't know how. Obviously, football moves in different cycles and it and it changes, and the way management's evolved and changed. I don't know. How, I don't know how a Brian Clough sort of back then would have coped. Now, man, it's diff, so different. So so different. Oh, he would have coped. He would have coped. The players would have been. The players would have been afraid of him, mate. Oh, is there, if you've if you haven't seen the film about his life, oh, I forgot what it's bloody called now. People Martin, Martin, Sheen. Martin Sheen, the damned United. That's it. Martin that's Sheen it, plays yeah. plays Brian Clough. Does oh, a yes. brilliant job of it. If you yes. haven't seen it, go and watch it because it's a brilliant film. 100%. Absolutely fantastic film. And Brian Clough, he, I mean, he got screwed a couple of times there, and he, he had the last yeah. laugh in the yeah, end of it all. He had the last laugh. Guys, great shouts, man. People in the chat, guys, when you watch this back on replay or on your audio, get get looking on your Google search and all the other search engines. Trust me. Some classic scenes, mate. Yeah, Clough, he knew how to take care of himself, mate, as well. Trust me. I've seen seen the video footage, believe me, when he's at Forest. Um, Yeah, my shouts, um, current-wise, I'll be honest with you, I would have said... His stint at Liverpool, and I would have seen, I would have liked to have seen how he would have got on at Arsenal. Um, Rafa Benitez um, came with great pedigree from obviously done a very good job at Valencia, um, very good job at Liverpool, an even phenomenal job at Newcastle, who haven't really, to be fair, let's be honest, done anything and working under them kind of constraints. So Rafa's my current in terms of um, past managers. And this was difficult. Um, I've gone sort of further afield. There was, I looked at people like Johan Cruyff, I thought he was outstanding. Um, obviously, not just as a player, but his time at um, Barcelona, for the Ligas, the old European Cup back then at Wembley, early 90s. Remember that Ronald Koeman? Nearly came team? true. Nearly yeah. came true, that did. Yeah. Yeah. But my pick, actually, um, I've gone for somebody who comes with an impeccable, impeccable CV. Mr. Marcello Lippi. That's Juventus a great shout out, mate. Yeah, and Inter Milan as well. I think he spent some time coaching in Asia, but Lippi, um, absolutely one of the greatest. World Cup winner in 2006. Um, X amount of um, Serie A titles, a Super Cup in there, Coppa Italia, Coppa, Super Coppa Italiana. Um, great, great CV. And the, thing, and the good thing with him is people look sort of at the Italian league now. 
and say, you know, our oh, Juventus are going to dominate it, you know, year in, year out. But back then when he was at the at, in his pomp, to win it with Juventus when he did win it twice over, fantastic, fantastic manager, massive CV. I would have liked to have seen how the likes of him, maybe I would say Allegri probably three, four years ago as opposed to now, how they would have pitted their wits in the Premier League. Because as you, as you guys know, and people in the chat and on audio when you listen, Italian managers, in terms of their meticulous planning and their defensive setups, were just second to none, probably equal with the Germans. Um, mm. So, yeah, for me, Marcello Lippi, huge shout. And I've got to get this picture up of Johan Cruyff, just because I love the trench coat. It looks amazing. It looks like there's a Columbo in a dugout there, to be honest. But um, <laughs> tell you what, man, yeah. that's got to be one of the very few pictures of him without a fag in his hand. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're so right. You're true. very right. But, yeah. But that nearly happened. Hard. That nearly happened just yeah. before Arsene Wenger, you know. Yes. Good shout, Craig. Thank you. Yes, I did. Very yeah, right. I did. Mm. Do you know what, Albert? I've I've just completely Shane Curtin is in the chat, and uh, I can't believe that I've gone for Jurgen Klopp because I know you like Simeone. It's Simeone. It is. I've got to change it to Simeone. I would have Simeone <laughs> over Passion. Klopp. I would love the guy, and uh, yeah, I would go for Simeone. You know. Currently, yeah. um, if you like, you know, if you line up all the managers over the last, um, I think it's five, maybe ten years, he's won the most games out of anyone ahead of Pep Guardiola and Klopp. Yeah. So I go for Simeone all day long. I can't believe I've, I've missed that out. I think I was more concentrating on on Premier League <laughs> stuff, but yeah, I'll go for Simeone, hundred percent. We'll, we'll forgive you, Dan. And to be fair, you, you it's a good shout, Simeone, because when they won, oh god, when they won the league a few years ago, apparently they had the same wage wage packet wage structure was Fulham at the time and mm. he went and won the league in Spain I mean that to me at the time with, with Ronaldo and Messi playing against him every week yeah, yeah but you've got <laughs> to look at the league he's managing in as well there's only three teams that can win it fair shot fair shot you know, yeah it's like the Scottish yeah. league isn't it if you if you go and if you go and manage Rangers or Celtic you've only got to make sure you yeah. beat one team twice and you've won the league I do think, yeah. though, that the reason that Man Atletico Madrid are in there is because Simeone took over. Because before that, Atletico Madrid weren't a top three. That's true. I'll give him that. Yeah, I'll give him that. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. But it is, uh, people say to me, some people try to tell me that the Spanish League's better than the Premier League. Like, well, no. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. It's a, it's a free team league at the moment. And, like, that, and that's why we go, when it go, we go back to this ESL thing. That's why something's got to be done about football. Something's got to be done there. It's got to, open competition has got to come back into it, and 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 open and fair competition. They've got to find a way of doing it. They've got to find a way of giving the teams that are below these kind of teams, Celtic Rangers, Barcelona, yeah. Real Madrid, Man City, Liverpool. They've got to find a way of making the of making the teams that are below them up to standard with them. They've got to find a way of doing that without upsetting the apple cart. And, you know, and football goes back to being the most entertaining thing on the planet. Well, it is. Still yeah. is, but yeah. more, even more entertaining, you know. I might even watch a Spanish league game if, if that kind of thing started happening. <laughs> no, great answers, though, guys. Great managers mentioned, man. Seriously. Um, we've been blessed to see some of these guys play football and manage them in, in the times that they have. But guys, like I say, smash the like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to the channel and obviously follow my amazing guests on Twitter as well. Um, and also, audio listeners, when you get a chance, come and follow me on my podcast. But um, next question to get up. Another interesting one. Going to kick off with Craig, actually. 
Who is the one Arsenal player that you would have liked to have seen play, but you didn't get the chance to watch? Oh, blimey. I'll, I'll tell you what, Craig, I'm going to get my answer out of quickly before I come to you two guys. For me, obviously, I can't help when I was born. I'm an 80s kid, but uh, one player I've always said consistently I would have loved to have seen play was Liam Brady. From mm, what I yeah, hear, from yeah, what yeah. old, different, different class. And um, I remember seeing a particular footage of him scoring a goal against Tottenham at White Hart Lane back in the, I think it was early 70s. Barry Davis, great commentary, smashes it top corner. Um, heard great things about him. So yeah, mine's Liam Brady. Sorry, Craig, you come in, mate. So, do you know what? I wasn't prepared for this one. Um, <laughs> bloody hell. <laughs> Dad, Dad might slip him. He might, Dad might have his already. Man, do you know what, Albert? You've nicked mine. Liam Brady won 100,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But do you know the other one is that I'm thinking of just while Craig's thinking? The other one that I would love to have seen just because of what I hear about him. When we pick 1 to 11s, and most of the time you pick a Premier League 1 to 11, if you pick an all-time Arsenal 11, Robert Perez gets nowhere near it because of one man. George Armstrong, and I'd love to have seen him play mm. because everyone says okay. to me, yeah. Robert Perez, Sanchez, Limpa, Overmars, forget it. Nowhere near as good as George Armstrong. Mm. Apparently, like, nowhere. And it's hard to compare decades and it's hard to yeah, compare different ages. But apparently this guy, people were offended that this guy does not get into 1-11s to because he was that good. You know, and, and I would say that I would love to have seen them two play mm. um, just because... The amount of the amount of people that talk about Liam Brady, Lee judges just yeah. says, "Look, I just really oh, yeah. good. I don't know yeah. how you can, you know, anyone Martin can put said. anybody in a one to eleven ahead of Vieira and Brady." But I didn't see him play. Would have loved to. Likewise, yeah. George Armstrong. So I'll go for Brady and Armstrong. Dan, good shout, Potsy. Go on, Craig. I suppose the obvious one would be David Rocastle. I mean, I never get to. I, I never got to see him play in the flesh. Um, yeah. Get to yeah. see him play on the. Got to see him play on the telly. Obviously, loads of times, but. Yeah, I'd love to have seen him in in the flesh, um, playing football because he was, he was the complete, wasn't he? He was the complete player. That bloke could do everything. Yeah. So gifted, um, so talented. Really, really lucky to have him um, in his in his prime years. And um, yeah, David Rocastle. When I, you know, a lot of people when I when I did go to football, I was that kind of kid. I was that kind of kid that sat and watched. I would, I could just sit and watch just one player. Yeah, do you know, and just watch because I think it was because I was a goalkeeper when I was, when I was younger, and um, you know it was very easy. You know, it's very easy to watch a goalkeeper because you they're not really in the game, so you can yeah. you can watch the impact that they make every couple of ten minutes when one of them comes from across yeah. or they make a great save or this this kind of thing but yeah David Rocastle for me I would love to have seen him play, play um, in the flesh I would have loved to have been behind that goal when he scored the goal against Spurs in the League oh. Cup semi-final um, and I would also have loved to have been behind that goal uh, that chip that he done at Old Trafford oh. um, against Manchester United I would have loved to have been as, and witnessed uh, and witnessed those goals for sure no, good shouts again cracking answers going let me get the next one in quickly. Let's fire the questions in. Now, I'm going to start with Dan first. So now, Dan, now, I know you haven't got a channel, mate, but I've obviously, I've taken on your adopted role as, you know, being all over the place in terms of being on streams and all that. But yeah, what sort of, <laughs> what sort of, um, what made you sort of get into sort of um, the YouTube world of football and um, appearing on live streams and podcasts? What sort of was the trigger for that, mate? By accident, mate, if I'm honest with you. Wow. Um, yeah. By accident, it was um, 
I've always been an Arsenal season ticket holder um, since the Emirates. And as I said to you, I was a bit naughty and went to Highbury because my mate worked <laughs> on the turnstiles. But they got tickets to the game, uh, to the sorry, to the, they got season tickets to the new stadium. And um, they allowed me and my dad to have the tickets while they were working in the ground. They said, look, we don't need them. We, no, we get to go for free. So you have the tickets, go for it. So we've done that ever since. You know, I've been there going there for, for however long we've been there now. So 15 years has it been, yeah. Um, and I got to know people over that period of time. Um, and one of the lads who sits behind me, you know, quite well, Fergus Keaton, he was okay. doing a, doing a podcast. He said, I'll do guns and yellow ribbons podcast. And I said, ah, not, not my scene. I don't really do stuff like that. I don't really get my face out there. I don't really do stuff like that. And, um, he said, do you want to do something with me at half time? And I'll just put it on a, on a stream, just do it on an audio thing, how the game was. I said, yeah, go on then. So I did that. And he said, oh, look, you come across really well. Would you like to come onto, onto the podcast one night? And I said, yeah, go on then. And it was audio only at the time. And I thought, yeah, go on, I'll jump on there and just have a chat. And it was good. Um, and then I did a few shows and stuff like that. And people went, and, you know, people said, oh, people are quite liking listening to you and stuff like that. You need to get, like, social media. And I said, oh, I've got Facebook, but I, I don't really want all these people following me and stuff. That's <laughs> not, not really my sort of thing. I'd rather just go on here and out do me sort of thing. Um, and then my brother-in-law, Mark, uh, knew Craig really, 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 really well because they grew up together and went to school together. And he said, my mate runs a podcast. He said, you'd be really good on his one. I'll give him a text if he'll come on. And I said, oh, you really? He said, yeah, yeah, he'll have you on. He's a good lad. And I said, all right then. So uh, <clears throat> Craig messaged me and said, you are, right, Dan, do you fancy coming on Same Old Arsenal? And I'd watched Same Old Arsenal a couple of times and I thought, bloody hell, like, oh, right, then I'll, I'll take that one. That's a good one to start with. So I jumped on for one night and uh, Craig ain't be able to get rid of me yet. So, <laughs> and that was about two years ago. So um, that was how I got into it, mate. It was purely by accident. And then he said, oh, people would like you to get Twitter. And I thought, I don't even understand what the hell Twitter is. So I got on there and people, all these people are adding me and I'm thinking, hey, what the hell, how do, how do I add people on here so i grew up pretty quick in the last couple of years on social yeah. media because it wasn't really my scene now but to be honest with you but yeah. i enjoy it um i don't really care about followers to be honest with you i don't care if someone's got two or if someone's got two million if you're an arsenal fan i'll chat to you and i'll always welcome you on sam old arsenal or the show or guns and ribbons whoever it be i'll always come on people's podcasts and support them if i can um and i've i've loved every minute of meeting people you know this is what this is about for me it's not about trying to be famous and get loads of money i've got a job and i quite enjoy my job to be honest with you so um i i enjoy speaking to craig and the boys every monday night i enjoy the platform on a friday and uh, doing the team talk to try and yeah. get other fans on from opposition uh, uh, podcasts to talk about the games and that's been really enjoyable to meet new people um, and I kind of think the only thing that's a shame for me is that this pandemic has kind of stalled that a bit because, unfortunately, some of the people at the games were starting to kind of recognise me, you know, and say, oh, Dan, from, you know, same old Arsenal, oh, nice to yeah. meet you and stuff like that. And I started to make friends on social media and I haven't been able to go for a beer with them because of this pandemic. Um, and I've got really close with, like, lead judges and obviously uh, Harry and, uh, and and Graham and some of the lads from AFTV and some of the lads from yeah. who sit around me, some of the other podcasts like yourself, Albert, obviously Rich um, Rich Butler's in the chat, and Fergus Keaton and all the guns and yellow ribbons lot. We've got a massive, 
massive group now of uh, no joke, probably 50 or 60 people yeah. that I speak to now um, that would all be at games with me. And that's how I got into it, mate. Um, well, I did. I've never had my own channel. <laughs> um, I've always gone on to other people's. Um, I'm not great technically so um i don't know that i'd be great uh with it i can press buttons that play same old arsenal music and that's about as far as it goes um, that's all you need mate that's all you need good <laughs> so i've always but i've always enjoyed it man and i've always tried to get on with everybody and not have any enemies because we're all arsenal fans at the end of the day and um well i've enjoyed meeting people man I, i've loved it so yeah it's been great cracking answer dan cracking answer craig come to you mate um yeah, so what was the trigger point for you when sort of, was there any, you know, extenuating circumstances that made you start out doing YouTube? Yeah, uh, money and fame. <laughs> Straight to the point, mate. And he's got there. He's got there now. He's got there. Go on, mate. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, why did I start doing YouTube? i tell you why I started doing YouTube. Because, first of all, Obviously, um, there was AFTV and all this business, but a lot of people forget that there was a lot of Arsenal podcasts around before yeah. Arsenal fan TV. And the first Arsenal podcast I live, I ever listened to was Burkham Wonderland. And I used to listen to um, Burkham Wonderland quite religiously. And as now happens, that I'm very good pals um, with the lads from Burkham Wonderland, um, especially Danny, um, who is one of my favourite people in the whole wide world. But um, I said to myself, you know, the Guna, well, I started the Guna Talk. A lot of people would remember the Guna Talk. I started the Guna Talk originally as an Irish Arsenal podcast. Okay. Um, I said, well, there's no one doing it. There's no Irish Arsenal podcast. There's loads of English ones, but there's no, you know, yeah. let, let me get let me get the let me get the view of the Irish Arsenal Arsenal supporters. So I started it. And the traction it got, I was like, bloody hell. This is like, like I'm going back, I'm going back. It's got to be 10 years, Albert. It's got to be 10 years, right? So I'm going back 10 years. And the traction it got, I was like, bloody hell, this is a bit much. Hmm. So then I kind of broadened it out. Then I started, then Arsenal Fan TV came along. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is great, this. You know, when it first come out. Yeah, yeah. So I've done what I think anyone would have done. I took, took a bit of intuition and I said, right, I think I'll try and get him on and I'll try and get him on and I'll try and get him on because everyone, they seem to like him. So I'll get him on. So I used to get DT on. Yeah. It was very, in the early years, I owe a lot of thanks to DT. Massive thanks to DT. Um, in the early years, never, never turned me down. Always came on. Um, was great. People like Mems, who's a very good power mind still. He came on the channel. Um, both very good talkers. Um, God bless him. Claude would always yeah. come on um, and give give his give his um, give his you know what he wanted to say. And I can always remember the first Lee Judges video that was on Arsenal Fan TV. And I said, I've got to get this bloke. I have got to get this bloke on here. And I did. Contacted him on Twitter. Sent him a... Sent him a... Um, thank you very much, Shane. That's very kind of you. Thank yeah. you. Comments yeah, like that make it all worth Regular. doing. Thank you very yeah, much indeed. Um, I got a hold of him on Twitter. Introduced myself. Yeah, I'll come on. No problem. 
So the little love story between me and Lee, that's, you know, the rest is history um, from there. Then there was a situation. Am I boring anyone? Or no? No, no. Am I boring anyone? Go on, mate. Go ahead, mate. Not at all. Then there was... (laughs) Then, then there was a situation um, arose. I was doing a live stream one night. We were doing a Wenger out versus Wenger in debate. Um, and this was when kind of DT was getting up there as a Wenger outer and, you know, he was dropping banners and this, that and the other. And we were doing a Wenger out um, show. And I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to have DT on tonight because everyone knows what DT's got to say. So I'm going to bring yeah. on Mems and I'm going to bring on, I won't name them because that, that's not, you know, that's not, they're not here to defend themselves, but I had four guests on and me as the host. And we were having this debate anyway about Wenger in and Wenger out and this, that, and this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden <laughs> we're, we get about half an hour into it. Now this is when um, this, we used to do the podcast on a thing called Google Hangouts. And what you had to do is it was a bit like this, but you sent a link to someone yeah, and someone clicked the link and they could join. But with, with this, with this one, you can actually, you know, they don't come in until you let you, until you actually press them in, do you know? Yeah, yeah. But with this one, if you had the link, you were game on, you were in. So <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but I'll throw through this podcast anyway. Hello, boys and girls. It's DT, right? He's pulled in. He's coming home from some game along the motorway, and he's pulled in along the motorway. Someone sent him the link, right? Everyone, like, people know who it was, and I'm not going to say who it was because he's not here to defend himself. But that's it's all in the past now, right? But someone sent him a link, and he went absolutely mental um, at the two Vengerins. And, uh, like... I was so inexperienced at the time and I just froze. I didn't know what to do. Do you know? I was like, yeah, yeah. Do I kick him out? Do I leave him here? What do I do? Everything was going through my head. Like, do you know, do I leave him here for the views or do I, do, do I kick him out? Do I, what do I do? What do I do? So I let him ran on for a little while and then I kind of plucked up the courage and kind of kicked him out. Like, you know, and, uh, kicked him out anyway. So then after that, the Guna Talk channel was kind of, it kind of lost, it kind of lost any credibility that it had, do you know? Because it became something that I didn't want it to become. It become, it had become just, just within, and I don't blame DT for this. Uh, You know, I'm not, I'm not hating on DT. I've got a lot, you know, I've still got a lot of time for DT. DT has gone on and become very, very successful um, at what he does. No yeah. one can deny his passion for the club that he supports because he's very passionate about Arsenal. No one can deny, no one can call him a crap supporter because he's done it all. He's been there. He followed these followed this club home and away all his life. So this is not, you know, this this ain't this ain't nothing to do with um, DT. But after that happened, it became like a you know the the storm on Twitter, man. After that, oh my god, yeah. I was like, it was. I was shaking. Watch the, the notifications were rolling in while I was holding my phone. Like you know, this thing had gone viral, and people, oh, did you see this? Did you see that? This, that, and the other. 
And through inexperience, I've done a video straight after it saying, that's it, I quit, I'm done, I'm done, I'm, done. I'm not doing yeah, it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just did, I was so worried about what was going to happen, like, you know. And I let it lie for a couple of months and I tried to bring it back, but it just lost, it had yeah. lost its, you know, it lost its credibility. So I gave it to, I, I, instead of, instead of deleting a channel and just letting it die, I said, well, I'll give it to someone, I might as well give it to someone. Do you know? So I gave it to Tom Canton. Yeah. And um, I gave it to Tom Canton and look what Tom Canton's done with it. Yeah. Unbelievable what he's done with it. He took it in a different direction. Yeah. I was more of an interviewer of fans. Tom is more of a, Tom like, you know, Tom's a very good writer. Tom's a very good talker. Tom likes to go into tactics. Tom likes to go into why this player would suit this and that and the other. And that's the way he's taken it and fair play to him. He's made a great success of it. But then I was kind of missing, I was missing talking. And uh, cut a long story short, me and Mem started the same old Arsenal. It was audio only. We started it. The What we were going to do is we were going to take stupid tweets from Arsenal fans and we were basically going to laugh at them on a podcast um, <laughs> yeah. and take the mickey out of them. But then I was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> so uh, just in case people got the arm or saying, you know, you, no, get your you, nose, no. you get your nose put across your face next time you go out to the Emirates. But so we kind of, in a kind of took that in a different direction. Mems had to pull out because um, he got promoted at work and he, he couldn't do it. Lee judges had been on it a couple of times. I rung Lee. Do you want to be the co-host? Yes, I do. He says, thank you very much. Great. The same old Arsenal was formed. Bosh. History. Done. Dusted. Here where we are now. What a cracking story. I'll tell you what, that, that, that was Jack and Nori's story. I'll tell you, that was brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craig. I've got one more Sorry question. Sorry it went on for so long. Sorry, but, you know. No, you, it's all right, mate. It's all right. That's why it's you called life. That's why it's called <laughs> life stories, mate. It's all right. <laughs> go on, go back. No, I've got one more question to ask my amazing panel. Guys, like I keep saying, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell. And if you don't know what to do, you should know what to do by now, my people. And there you have it, people, again. Right, one more question to ask my esteemed panel. I'm going to kick off with Dan. Who is the one non-Arsenal player domestically who you would have liked to have seen play for the mighty Arsenal? Killer question, mate. Is this is this currently playing in the Premier League, or is I, this? I'll tell you what. I'll give past. you. I'll give you. You can have two answers, Dan. Go on. We have a current and a past one, mate. So currently, if I could pick anybody to play, it would be KDB. Cool. Good I shout. think Kevin De Bruyne is outstanding. Um, for me, the best player in the league. Um, so I'll go for him. I just think that he is the closest player below the bracket yeah. of Messi and Ronaldo, um, yeah. in terms of his class. So I would go for him. Um, I have a funny way of looking at world class players. I don't know what you need to be to be a world class player because yeah. world class to me is Messi, Ronaldo. I wouldn't say KDB is world class, I'd say he's below that. That's just me, and that may just me being harsh. Um, I think he's got to be very, very, very ridiculously good ballon doors coming out of your backside to be called world-class um that's just me a lot of people say that harry kane's world-class and that, yeah, 
not for me. So, yeah, KDB would be the one I would go for currently. And I think if I'm looking at players that are have been domestically in the past, yeah, then I need to pick someone who's not come through the ranks for me. So I'm not going to look at Giggs, Skulls, Gerrard. I'm not going to look mm. at those players. I'm going to look at Arsenal who are, could have come to Arsenal as opposed to going yeah, to Manchester yeah. United or Chelsea, sure. if that makes sense. And I think the player I'm going to pick is one that did play with Kevin De Bruyne and did come to Manchester City and just was outstanding. David Silva. Um, I don't really know why he does not get the credit he deserves. He's better than Hazard. People laugh going mental about Hazard. Don't even come close for me. Yeah, he's gone to Real Madrid and just got fat. Yeah, that's how good he is. There's no, <laughs> there is nothing true, that guy it's has true. done. It's true. Honestly, David Silva was a beautiful footballer. And I was asked by Ray from Man City TV, Shout. who would you have? Yeah. Um, David Silva or Cesc Fabregas? And it was so hard for me because I loved Cesc Fabregas. But I went for David Silva because I think he is a better footballer, can play in a lot more positions, was a lot more influential, in my opinion, over the last 10 years for Manchester City than any other player. Um and it's easy for Manchester City to replace him because of the money they've got. So you don't look at the missing a player like David Silva because obviously they can just go and replace him with another one for loads of money. But if he had played for Arsenal, my God, would we miss somebody like David Silva? Um, other players you can mention, the Zolas and Cantonas of this world. But for me, it has to be those two players. I had so much respect for them. I think Gerard and Scholes are two that come straight to mind, but I don't feel like I can pick them because they were already at them clubs. I feel like what I have to do is say, if only they would have signed for Arsenal instead of yeah. Manchester yeah. City. And that's why I've gone for Kevin De Bruyne and David and David Silver, I think. Good shouts, Dan. People in the chat, smash that like button. I'm sure you agree with Dan, or you might agree with Craig when he gives you his answer. So, Craig, same question to you, my brother. What, what are you saying? Past and present. Past and present domestic footballers. Non-Arsenal, yeah. Ooh, tough, wow. tough, tough. It's so a massive much tough question, isn't it? So many choices. You go back through the years of all the players that, yeah. that have played, that have graced, have graced the pitches in the Premier League. Goodness me. I'm going to go with Dan. I think Kevin De Bruyne is the standout option for, for present. Um, I think people, you know, you call that the easy choice. But he's master, he's mastered, isn't he? He's he's unbelievable. And you know, when when Dan says about what is world class, mm. compare he's world class in my opinion. He's he is world class. You know, he he goes into any he goes into any first eleven in the world. Any first eleven in the world. And when you can get into any first eleven in the world, then you're world class. Simple as that. Um yeah, he's He's just so influential as well, isn't he? When he's on the pitch, you can see his teammates have the most utmost respect for him. And again, I go back to playing football simply. He loves to play it simple. He loves you watch Kevin yeah. De Bruyne play football. Yeah, everything's simple. Yeah. Nothing, nothing's overcomplicated. Ever, 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 ever. The pre- the past one, right? That I'd have loved to have seen at Arsenal might surprise a few people. Well, I think he's. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know whether I should say it because he, you know, Arsenal fans might not have liked him. Was it, uh, was it Hossam Ghali or Ben Taleb? What one? <laughs> <laughs> ben Taleb. The other one who I've liked to have seen at Arsenal um, in those years 
is Rude Van Nistelrooy. Wow, good shout. I'd have loved to have seen Rude Van Nistelrooy at Arsenal. Imagine him in scary up front. Oh, oh, mate. Stop it. Salivating. Honestly. Do do you know what I mean? Like, I know he gets a lot of grief and I know he was a fucking diver and this, that and the other. But look, he would have been our diver and he would have been (laughs) our fucking pain in the ass. But look, there is no getting around that Rude Van Nistelrooy was class. World class. One of the best strikers the Premier League will ever see. Absolutely fantastic. And I'm, you know, I, I mean, there's people telling me to get off the podcast now, but look, let, 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 <laughs> let, let, let's take our Arsenal hats off. You know, let's take our yeah, Arsenal hats off for a second. 100%, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. What a footballer. What a player. Score your goal from anywhere. Score your goal from anywhere. Pop up anywhere. The ball will be going in the box. You'll think there's no one in the box. And all of a sudden, he'll pop out from somewhere and header it in the back of the net, you know. So, yeah, for me, Rude Van Nistelrooy, I'd love to have seen him in an Arsenal shirt. And like Dan says, imagine him and Omri up front. I mean, oh, dearie, no. Dearie, dearie, mate. Yeah. What a we're strike for Yeah, we're not forgetting Dennis, by the way, but I did say... No, no of course no. not. Of course what, not, yeah. But, people like, not losing their mind in the chat, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but oh, God, God, yeah. Oh, oh, good shouts, oh. man. Guys, but yeah, for me... It might surprise some people, actually, but like I said, as I say to people, I'm an 80s kid, so I'm going to start with my past. Um, I was played as a striker, but, you know, you're not you're, you're no good as a striker if you haven't got some quality midfield players behind you or, you know, players you can look at and say, you know what, I'm glad he's in my side. Now, as a young black kid growing up in South East London and watching football and um, ex-Inter Milan, ex-Liverpool, Ex Manchester United, Paul Lynch. Got it. Yeah, he, Paul Lynch. Squad me, yeah, for me, there's not many players, midfield players especially, who could walk the walk and talk the talk. He and was a he general, wasn't he? Yeah, and he absolutely could for for, for England and for Manchester United. And mm. you know, went, went very very few players at the time who went from England to go and play abroad in in Milan. Probably probably sold under his nose, but you know. You know, in a, I thought Paul Ince was class. Um, I even look at people like Brian Robson. Anybody who has seen a clip of this guy play football, Captain Marvel. I think Brian Robson, I think that guy had every injury possible for a footballer. The guy was injured. A, a fabulous player as he was, mm. he used to pick up a hell of a lot of injuries. But um, my current player, he's still playing now. But he's, he played in this league, but he's obviously playing abroad now. Um, and I've picked this guy because I genuinely believe I think he would have won us another possible two league titles at Arsenal, um, despite what you think of him. Oh, Louis Suarez for our audio listeners. Um, Great shout. And again, it comes back to what I said before in terms of Arsenal's recruitment, but. Luis Suarez would have made the difference. Um, it was no secret that we could have got this guy, but unfortunately with Arsenal, um, we don't have we have a tradition of not getting the business done. But this guy in his pomp was just different. Was just in <sighs> terms of class, ability yeah. to finish different class of Uruguay. Um, you know when he's at Barcelona, um, Ajax, Liverpool, um, absolutely different class, and that's the one player. I think would have got us least guys another two league titles. 
hundred percent. I don't know, man. I was quite. I was when we when we didn't sign him. I thought uh, it's okay because the player we got in the door instead was going to be brilliant. Um, yeah. in Yaya Sonogo. <laughs> no. I need that. I, I, I could have thought he's coming out. You're going to come out of something. I tell you, he's always like Luis Suarez is a, is a great shout because like he's another one. Well, here's another one that I would have taken. In his, he's another one I would have taken. But here's another one I would have taken as well before he went to Chelsea. I would have taken Diego Costa, and I'll tell you why I would have taken Diego Costa. Not not after Chelsea, before he went to Chelsea. I would have taken <laughs> yeah, Diego yeah, Costa. Yeah. And a player like Luis Suarez, because Arsenal have been missing that kind of player for so long. A bastard. Yeah. How many times have you been watching them two and gone, you prick, you bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if he'd have come to Arsenal, he'd have been ours. Yeah. Do you know he'd have been our, you know, yeah. our fella that would have been going winding yeah. up people yeah. and, and getting yeah. them booked and getting them sent off. And we've missed that so much in, in our team. We haven't had a player like that for so long. And yeah. probably still haven't got that player um, no, that would get in, get in amongst it, and 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 wind people up to the to the to the fact of getting them sent off and booked, and you know this kind of thing of you know kissing them and winking at them and blowing them kisses and getting them wound up. Do you know to think right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna and and getting them booked sure. and sent off and that kind of thing. You know, so I would have taken him. I, I would have taken Suarez. A massive shout. And so I, many. You know, yeah, so there many. is so, so many, many, so many. Yeah. For that's, honestly, that's for honestly the, first two, the first two I thought of, the first two I thought of when the question came up for who I would have loved to Arsenal to have signed, um, the first two that came up were Luis Suarez and Cristiano Ronaldo because we were close to getting both of them. They mm, were the first yeah. two that came up. Jabby Alonso is another great shout because I loved Jabby Alonso. Yeah, Absolutely great loved shout. him. Right um, the and the other, the other current player that uh, KDB gets it 100%. The only one that came close was N'Golo Kante because I just love everything that he mm -hmm. does on the football. Um, it's such a hard question, but a really good one, by the way. A really good question, that. Yeah, that's 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 why I like to throw them questions out there, guys. <laughs> but guys, big up to the guys in the chat. It's been, the chat's been lively. I've kept out of it just about anyway. But um, big up Ryan, big up Mark in the chat. Jack, um, I think Russ is still in there. Mark's in there. Guna Souls. Um, First, guys, like I said, smash the like button. The, sh the live stories part five has come to an end. Um, someone just shouted Basuma there. Yeah, I hope that happens in the summer, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, but, yes, um, yes. Oh, yes. honestly, absolutely. Um, Please, him party. party. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but um, no, I want to thank my fantastic panel that's come on live stories part five. First, I want to give a big shout out to Craig for coming on tonight, mate. And Again, I thank you for letting me allow me onto your platform as well. Oh, you, you don't need to thank me, mate. You're you're superb, um, and that's the reason why you're on the platform. So you don't need to be thanking me. Um, I need to be thanking you for coming on uh, always late notice and, and and stuff like that. You've never let me down. Uh, hopefully, next season um, with with the more content, you know, we, we we hopefully get some more content going, and you'll be you'll be more of a regular um, on the same old Arsenal. Lots of people are calling for it. Um, in the comment section yeah. on the videos, you might laugh, but go and have a look. Go yeah, and have a look I for yourself, mate. Like people, look, people are calling for it. So, yeah, thank you very much for having me on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I wish you all the best with your future endeavors. Thank you, Craig. Man. Much love, man. Um, Dan, I to big up Dan for networking for me, mate. You've been a godsend. Absolutely, <laughs> all these opportunities that have popped up, meeting like so, James Rowe, Callum McFadden non-Arsenal fans, that, that's down to you, mate. You know, just a simple DM sometime last year 
October, November, and it's gone from there, mate. So, mate, much pleasure for you coming on the show, mate. Man, always welcome, man. And the reason that you're, you know, I, I allowed you to network with these people because you're good at what you do, Albert. You've got a great channel. You talk sense. You're a good lad. And um, in tough times for all of us, we've always stuck together, man. And uh, you've always helped me out. I'll always help you out. And it's a pleasure to have you on Same Old Arsenal as well. And a pleasure to come on here, man. So uh, thank you very much, mate. Uh, much love, guys. Thanks for the kind words. For me, tonight has been, this has been defining for me because to, to think, sort of two, three years ago watching you guys and, and watching YouTube channels about Arsenal and football in general when people said to me like last two, three years, Albie, you've got to do the YouTube thing or whatever. I'm like, um, like I go to the games, the home games, the Emirates and, you know, chat to fans and love Arsenal and the rest of it. But I never really thought about doing it if I'm being honest with you, the YouTube thing. But um, yeah, to sort of turn around full circle and to be asking you guys questions for me right now is just nuts. Like it just it doesn't make sense to me. So um yeah, it's, it's a big step for me tonight. So big ups to the people in the chat. RJ, my bros and Guna Souls, you know, for the time I've known you, you you've like been backing me from the start. So yeah, much love, man. So um yeah, mad time for me, man, to be doing this, but fantastic, love it. Um, so guys, as I say, hashtag Albert J T V. That is me over and out for tonight. Amazing guests with Craig and Dan. Um, up the Arsenal. Big game on Friday. Um, obviously, not to forget, not to forget to mention, as you guys have mentioned in the chat, and Craig and um, Dan as well. Um, I should be hopefully there on Friday. Um, life outside YouTube world might prevent me from being there, but I will try my damnedest to be there because this is too important. It's too important. The time is right. Sometimes in life, it's about timing, and let's get this guy out of our club, man. Absolutely. His, his, his position is, believe it or not, whether people want to believe it or not, his position is untenable. So Absolutely. let's let's put the foot on the accelerator. We've been um, waiting for his guard. All, we, all we've been waiting for is his guard to be down. And now his guard is down. Now it's time we're going for the finish this time. All of us, united. Don't matter who you like, who you hate, who you watch, who you don't like. If someone turns up with an Arsenal shirt on, stand shoulder to shoulder with them, doing what's right for the club, get this parasite out of Arsenal Football Club. Friday, 6 o'clock, Emirates Stadium. Amen to that, man. So, guys, you've heard it here from Craig and Dan. Get your ass, Dan, to the Emirates, 6 o'clock. Or oh, actually, you know what? Get there before that and mingle with the rest of the rest of the boys. But, um, guys, that is me, your host, Albert JTV, um, at AUM57, my Twitter handle. This will go out on Spotify and Anchor, and we'll put it on my IGTV on Instagram. So that is me, Albert JTV, over and out. Hashtag Life Stories Part 5.